What it do, what it do, what it do. This is your girl, Diamond Blaze. I know you all haven't heard from me in a month of Sundays. Well, let's see. The last recording I had done was with my father. We were supposed to do a part two. We will have a part two, but, um, you know, I was enjoying life. Um, I enjoyed another year, um, another blessed year. I turned 44 a month ago. Um, a month ago today, as a matter of fact, um, I've uh, hung out with my cousins, um, who are like my sisters, my older sister, my younger sister. They, you know, they're my cousins, but that, that's how much they're like my sisters. Um, what else has been going on? Um, I've been on social media for consecutively for too much time. Then I took some time off. Then I got back on. Um, did a, you know a couple of podcasts, IG lives with uh, one of my homegirls, Miss Laquana, which we do um, or we try to do Tuesdays on IG. Um, we call it Jewel Droppers. It's Jewel underscore dropper. Well, I'm sorry, Jewel Droppers underscore twenty one. Um, that's our that's our page there. Um, been talking to family, um, getting some different introspects on life, catching up with old friends, trying to understand this new phase that I'm in right now in my life, um, dealing with still um, this transition that I'm in and um, just waiting for, you know, certain moves that I need to make. Um, well, not waiting for those moves, but waiting for the opportunity to move forward with things that are presented to me. Um, my last book that came out in November, I'm a little disappointed in myself because I didn't advertise it and push it like I did my other ones. You know, can't blame anybody but myself, but it's still a good piece of work. Um, you know, if you haven't gotten it if you haven't done so if any of you have not had an opportunity to get any of my books and you've been my friends my family or my followers for years I'm very disappointed um and I'll say why a lot of times people will go after um following and supporting people who are on higher levels of production or or higher levels of whatever you know whether it's fame or popularity or whatever when you have people like myself and I look at myself as an underground writer I'm not mainstream never have been um not to say that I wouldn't like to be yes I I know one of these one of these years I'm going to be on a New York uh New York Times bestseller list that's because I'm, I'm putting that out there I put that out there in the universe you know I, I'm gonna see my work on TV one day I'm gonna see all of this I just have to, you know, do my due diligence and, you know, keep pushing forward in the way that I need to. Um, I just know that with everything, it takes time. And yeah, I could hustle and bustle and do a lot of things that a lot of other people have done. The thing that I cannot do is make myself go broke right now. You know, I, I'm a mother, so I have to make sure basic needs are put in place in order for me to take care of my kids. Um, I don't want to give up everything to push 
my work in in a sense where you know some people live out their cars or they bunk up with people for years to push their to push their 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 thing i'm not crapping on nobody you know or or saying anything in a negative like well you know you don't have the initiative so you can't really be serious no i'm serious but there's a certain way that I see myself doing things and that that's not one of the ways that I'm doing it. I have an upcoming trip. Um, Mother's Day weekend, I'm looking forward to, you know, it is, I'm just, I'm doing me. And each day that goes by, I am so thankful for the fact that I'm able to come out of certain situations that God has given me the strength to keep moving forward, even though I've wanted to give up so many times. And to look at some of the things in my life, right? A year ago today, I was 230 pounds. 230. And right now, I am down to 196. So... That's a big accomplishment, you know. That that's that's even though I could have done that before. When you're under stress and you don't feel like you're worth anything, and you you, you just give up on stuff and you just settle, you know, you don't take care of yourself. You don't do what you got to do. Um, that's what I ended up doing. I didn't take care of myself. And like I said on my earlier podcast, I took care of everybody else but myself. I'm not doing that anymore. So, shifting gears a little bit. I have asked myself time and time again, um, and, and I've had entertaining conversations with, um, <laughs> with with some with some friends and you know acquaintances or whatever. One thing that I'm starting to really, really take a look at and accept and you know as you know um, my sister cousin said before and and, you know and I've heard this from another person which is very true you know have more years behind us than in front of us so I, I gotta live live in the moment appreciate what I have and be thankful for those blessings because I know so many people um who haven't gotten to this point I have lost um, you know, people I've grown up with that I've, you know, known since forever and a day. Um, I, you know, I, I look at that and I reflect on that. Like that could be me, you know, my soul will still be around, but my, my physical presence is no longer here. And what I had to do was just start putting into perspective what I got to start doing a lot more than anything else. Um, what else has been going on? It is, geez. Looking at the fact that my uh, my life, I'm, I'm at peace. I'm so at peace. It's scary. And anytime I have somebody that tries to come in and interrupt my peace, I get uneasy, I get on edge, and I lose my focus. Not not for a long period of time, but it's like that short period of time. And that's when I have to snap back. 
like, yo, this, nah, I'm not doing this. One thing that I have also recognized, too, is the fact that there are some really interesting characters out here in, in in this world. I have been getting um, certain approaches or comments, you know, um, on some of my social media platforms from guys, whether, you know, they follow me on TikTok, complete strangers, um, or I guess you could say, um, you know, men that I've known since well before puberty and when I got to high school. And even though I'm not the type of person that's going to call anybody out on anything, I just find that they, for the, for the men who know me, right, uh, for, for them, they know me so well that they know I don't talk, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't run tell that. So... They can tell me stuff all day. They can tell me what their fantasies were with me, their regrets that they didn't get a chance to get with me. Um, They can tell me a lot of stuff or, you know, it would be, you know, at a certain point in time when I was in their lives at a, at a bad time, I was there and they appreciated. I, I mean, the, I think that, what I have actually started doing is reflect, you know, taking those compliments, right? And I'm talking about from the, from the men that I know. Um, I take the compliments, you know, as far as you know me being one of the you know one of the genuine people that they've known, and you know they've appreciated me genuinely for being a friend, not ever stepping, you know, stepping out line or trying to sleep with me or trying to you know, give me, you know, gas my head up or whatever. So now I can be like, oh, you know, we can go ahead and do that. You know, those men, I would say, are, are my are my friends. You know, like, I'm not going to say my homeboys or not like that. See, because my homeboys and my homegirls, those are people that got a different level of relationship. But, you know, anyway, I got off topic. But that means something to me because that means I can communicate and have a relationship with them and know that um and I I'm not saying like a, a sexual relationship or anything like that. I'm saying like a like a straight up platonic relationship. Like, yo, we can talk about whatever and I can get your perspective, you can get mine and, and we can keep it moving. But it's the other comments that I got. I had to block somebody. I had to block a couple of guys because it was once they found out what my personal situation was that here comes the comments and here comes this and the questions and stuff you know I don't I'm an open I'm an open book I don't well let me take this back I'm an open book to those who I want to share my story with and I really feel like you know the let, let me see what, what I can find out or let me see what my limits are. So if I have told you before that my limits are A, B, C, and D, but you want to try to press it to Z, we have nothing else to talk about after that. But the thing that I get from a lot of, you know, 
and and I'm on TikTok under the same name Diamond Blaze. And I normally go ham on there, just acting a fool, make comments. You know, if you all know me, if anybody knows me personally that that listens to my podcast and y'all go on there, y'all basically see I'm the same person <laughs> all the way around. But the amount of, and, and I'm not even saying women are innocent of this because I know a lot of women do this too. But for the for the males, the guys, however you want to characterize yourself at this point, um, they come on in there, they slide in your DM, and everybody knows the story. Oh my gosh, here they go, they're shooting a shot, they're being thirsty, this, that, and the third. That's them. But there are some that literally will just go in and say, you know what, I enjoy your content, thank you. You know, you're a beautiful soul, thank you. And leave it at that. Like, I'll say thank you back, and there's nothing else to come after that, which is cool. But then there are some, you know, I guess, you know, they're kind of scared to say whatever after that. And and that's re- and I appreciate it because I do find myself, you know, saying, no, I'm not available. I'm not available. I'm not available. Um, But I think <laughs> the most comical ones to me are... Well, you know, even if you don't have somebody, I got somebody, but, you know, we don't have to tell. That's just, no, nah, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, even though people can, can mask who they really are all day on social media, when you are not on social media and you are who you really are and and only real you know like real live people that have relationships with you they know who you really are you you can only fake the funk but for so long so I guess saying all that to say if you don't mind being that person whatever you do make sure you keep in mind that the same energy and, and the same things you're putting out in the universe just know that that's going to come back to you it it really is so be careful what you're doing out here um i know i recently had um had a cancer scare i don't have it but i recently had had the scare and um i'm thankful for that you know um, cause that's, that's one of those things that it runs in my family. Um, that is, is just horrible. But what I had to start doing was being a little bit more, um, con- conscientious of everything that I do, everything that I say, what I breathe in, what I put in my body, I mean, you know, breathing in, you can't help it now, you know, um, either I'm going to breathe in stuff from the mask or I'm going to breathe in what's out here floating around in the air either way it goes you know I have to be careful what what comes in my body um and I also have to be careful what I spill out of my body and what that means is my words so I have to be careful with what I say and how I say it to people because my intent might be one thing but the reception of it may be different If anything that I can say 
and, and why why I wanted to bring that out there was you know last week a week I think it was a week today uh, with the whole Oscars with uh, Will Jada and Chris and that incident very is very unfortunate as it, as it was um, it's a reminder that we you know we, we got to be careful what we say we don't know what the next person is going through we don't we don't know a simple innocent joke can be taken to taking the heart for someone who's going through hell now everybody knows and even even will knows what he did was wrong he was in the moment and this is this is the thing and everybody's been saying this and i have to agree with this with this statement i'm about to say Yes, we as black men want our our men to protect us. We want our black men to protect us. However, we also have to keep in mind that when asking our black men to protect us, right, there's a certain thing to put in mind when we were asking for protection. Now, that right there she didn't like it okay because we know we, we've been under scrutiny for years hey he talked about me you you gonna laugh I'm gonna look at you and tell you that shit ain't funny so I need you to protect me was that the place to do it no it wasn't that wasn't the place or the time we could have taken that Backstage commercial break. Hey man, we need to talk. You know, this, this ain't cool. But women, when we're asking our men to protect us, right? Yeah, we we don't we don't want to be the butt of jokes anymore. You know, we don't want to be sexualized anymore. You know, we don't want to be abused anymore, right? Jada, in this area. You didn't have to laugh, but you did not have to allow your husband to make a fool out of you and your family. You did not have to allow your husband to be the disgrace of that moment of the first Oscars that was produced by a black man. You did not have to allow that day to be tarnished by your insecurity. Let alone the fact that your husband had been the butt of jokes since your open admission to having an quote-unquote entanglement. He protected you at the wrong form and you allowed that. That's where I don't agree with being protected at all costs. Because there's a certain way to do it. Now, the funny thing is, uh, my ex made a comment. Yeah, I would have done it too. No, and, and, and see that, that right there, I didn't agree with what he said there. 
but because I know my ex, I know his goofy behind would have done that. But I would not have allowed him to do that at that point in time. I wouldn't have allowed him to make a fool of himself and to disgrace the family when the family is already the center of attention with a bunch of bullshit. Now, moving on from that, the other thing that that I've been reflecting on is my future. Where do I want in, in my life? Where do I see myself? I see myself being in a better home. I see myself being in a better relationship later on um, because I'll be in a better place emotionally, spiritually, and physically. I want the best for everybody. But I know that everybody is not going to take the best. And the other thing that that had popped up in my mind that I wanted to share is recently I have been asked to code switch, right? And everybody, you know, knows what that is. So if I'm on the phone and I'm talking to someone, a lot of people know if I'm if I know you and I'm and I'm very familiar with you or whatever, you want to get a whole different personality with a personality from me because I know you or I'm familiar with you, right? You're a complete stranger. And there's only so much that I'm going to say, and there's only so much that I that I'm going to direct. Um, for me to be asked to code switch on the phone to make somebody else comfortable, I'm not feeling that. I think there's too much focus on what is being perceived than to understanding that individual. So if I'm so basically if I'm on the phone and I'm handling business, I'm using just the same flat and I and I heard and I heard myself because this person felt like, you know, she needed to have me review myself. I don't see nothing wrong with it. But she did, and the and and before you say, oh, that that's that's the no, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was it was another woman of color who said that to me. Can can you sound more happy? Can you sound more enthusiastic? Because you just don't sound, you know, like you're happy with the with with what you're doing. Excuse me, ma'am. For you to be one of us, and even though my hue is a whole lot lighter, for you to be one of us, and for you to tell me to be someone that I'm not, for the sake of whom? Who am I making comfortable? I don't get any complaints. I don't get any reports. I'm doing everything from A to Z that I need to do. And and I'm very professional. So why are you bringing this to my attention? Why are you bothered by it? Nobody else is bothered by it except you. Here, here's the thing with, with that. Um, why I have a problem with that? 
is making accommodations to make other people comfortable. That's not cool. And I'm going to tell you why it's not cool. You want all these accommodations. You want this to be done your way. You want this to be done that way. And it's to accommodate you so then that you are enabled to continue to not accept somebody else's differences, somebody else's individuality. So that's also like our our hair issue, right? Why are we as black people still fighting to be able to wear our natural hair? Well, you know, it's not a it's not as serious as it used to be, but um, it is still a thing. So if we're still fighting stupid fights on having our hair, right? Why are you worried about how my voice is? Now I can see if I get on there and I'm using street dialect and um, I'm talking to slang or, you know, I'm being overly rude, which that's not me. But you're listening and, and, and said that I'm monotone? Okay, that, that's cool. So me being monotone is a problem. I, I don't get it. But I don't know why I felt like I needed to share that. Yeah, dude. It just don't judge people all the time so harshly. Don't make assumptions of things. But most importantly, don't ask someone to make you comfortable because of your uncomfort, which basically means there's, there's a level of ignorance somewhere within you that you haven't bothered to examine. Hmm, pretty deep, huh? Yeah. The other thing that was, um, that I wanted to touch base on was the importance of therapy. Therapy is one of those things where counseling therapy, however you want to call it, it's one of those things where you are learning basically a lot about you and you're exposing a lot of things within yourself. You know that they're there, but you have to examine it, analyze it to figure out what you need to do to better yourself in a mental state because your mind affects your health physically and and in other areas. It's also important to understand that children, when they are at a certain precipice of their life, they may too need that extra. There's nothing wrong with telling y'all there's nothing wrong with your kids getting therapy sometimes they need a different perspective from another adult uh, another professional adult who can help them in ways that you can't yes you're you're the parent but kids don't always want to hear things from their parents because parents are naturally going to be biased with their kids They're going to automatically have a certain standard that they want to have. And a lot of times, a lot of parents don't want to hear what their kids got to say because their kids may say something that's going to hurt them or make them reflect on something that they didn't want to really acknowledge. But therapy can actually, you know, sometimes a therapist can actually help a child or a teen, um, learn a little bit something more opposed to what we as parents can do. I'm not saying that the therapist or the counselor should be put above the parent. Not saying that. 
But, you know, just like kids, you know, when they start to get their friends, you know, they talk about stuff and they reflect on some things, a lot of stuff that they don't even know themselves. But children also need to have a safe space. And sometimes we parents are not the safe place. But we're going to flip that and go into a completely different dynamic with fuck them kids. <laughs> so my homegirl that, that I do jewel droppers with, um, she just posted a journal, right, on Amazon. It's called Fuck Them Damn Kids, a journal for amazing fucking parents. And it's just a journal. All you do is just go in and you just just write. It's, it's like a journal that you buy out the store. That's it. A nice cover, nice colorful cover. Very simple title. And you journalize why you feel that way about your kids because your kids can also take you out of your safe spot. Your kids can also take you out of a good place because these kids in this generation which they're now Gen Z and Gen A. Now we're into the Gen A's, right? These kids have a sense of entitlement. Like they, they're born into entitlement. And you know why they're born into entitlement? Because you have Gen X, which is us, which is me, the earlier millennials and the baby boomers. Okay. So now you have those three generations that are now the parents and the grandparents of these kids. And for the baby boomers and some of us Gen Xers that are like, hey, uh, we a different breed of people. We come from a different creed. Yeah. We also enable these kids to a certain degree. You have some of the parents that are like, I want my kids to have what I didn't have, right? And then you have the other parents that said, no, the kids are going to have to earn certain privileges instead of constantly giving them. Because now what happens is when you constantly give these kids, they don't know how to problem solve. They don't have common sense. They lack the ability to survive and and do what they can on their own without thinking they're automatically supposed to have it. And that's because some of us, like I said, the earlier millennials, Gen X and baby boomers are making life easier for these kids. So because they are now, their lives are a little bit more easier, right? They felt the sense of entitlement. Like they don't have to do squat. Or social media is is the thing, you know, where and, and I had this disagreement with another uh, with another parent saying social media is raising the kids no you're allowing social media to raise your kids that's that's not that's not the thing and now with a lot of these um other influences you know like teachers and and everybody on the outside especially courts so now it's like the kids know just like you know we were coming up and started learning about abuse their whole definition and and 
idea of abuse is different than, than what ours were, you know. Like now, oh, if you take my phone, that's abuse. That's not. Oh, if you don't allow me to watch TV, that's abuse. No, it's not. Putting my hands on you, that's going to draw blood or leave bruises. Yeah, that's abuse. A lot of kids and a lot of parents, a lot of grandparents, aunts and uncles, they don't believe in, in whoopings to call that abuse. That depends. And I'm going to say that depends because um, I came up on ass whoopings. Got my ass whooped for, for, for meniscal things. I knew the difference between abuse and get my ass whooped. These kids today don't. And I think because of of that that lack of connection with understanding that, in addition to um, you know, the whistle blowing and all of that, you know, a lot of these kids don't understand the difference between abuse and punishment. But when your kids start to really push your buttons and you're doing everything you're supposed to do because, you know, as a parent, we have to provide, we have to support, and we have to protect our kids. But see, with them, it's a constant, I want, can I have, I want, can I have. Oh, you're telling me no, it's the end of the world. Fuck them damn kids. So anytime, and I ask y'all, you go on Amazon, type in that title, and um, make sure, you know, you get that. It's only like $5.49 on Amazon. It'll make a nice Mother's Day or Father's Day gift when when your kids are are being um, just unrealistic about things. Make sure you get in and you write down your feelings and you jot down where you at. So that's the purpose of that journal. And then, you know, once you look over it, save it for them. And then when they get older, pass it on to them. Like, you remember this? Remember what this happened this day? Remember what happened that day? Yeah. Here you go. Now read it and reflect on it. Because <laughs> I know that's what I'm going to do. Now I have um, shifting gears again. I have a cousin... And I, when I tell y'all I have cousins, I, I'm not lying. So here, here's what I need y'all to understand. My maternal grandmother was the youngest of 10. My maternal grandfather was one of eight. My paternal grandmother was one of 12, I believe. And my paternal grandfather was one of 22 kids. So, needless to say, I have a shit ton of aunts, uncles, and cousins. All right? Like, for real. I have a bunch. And I do have a very, very, very famous cousin. Um, I'm not going to say who. I'm just going to leave it there. Um, anyway. So, I have a cousin who... She always tells me, you know, you should put this on your podcast. You should put this on your podcast. And I do. There's a lot of things that we talk about I put on there. Um, One thing that she has said to me time and time again is that she is proud of the fact that 
I stopped settling in my life and I started living and I started to get who I am again. And, you know, she said that, you know, even though it's, it's almost like you don't want to give up your family, you don't want to give up um, your kids, you, you don't want to give up on a lot of things because of what is so-called in the Bible as far as what's, you know, what the ideal is for marriage. I told her I understood, you know, she said that she's proud of me for being brave. And once I started telling her exactly what I was going through, like I can't, I couldn't really touch base and I still can't touch base on everything that happened in my marriage. But when I was talking to her, right, she didn't know all that was going on, but to know that I was able strong I was strong enough to to move on and to be that example to keep pushing forward and not giving up she was proud of me for that and I appreciated that um so with her the last conversation we had is how can you continue to be strong at your weakest point it ain't nothing but God, nothing but faith that keeps me going. Financially, I'm struggling. I really am. Picking up extra hours um, in different departments at work. Yeah, I'm doing that too. I have to do what I got to do to maintain. But as I'm doing that, I'm not going to stop living my life. So with that being said, peeps, I'm going to end my little... Uh, moment of share time I'm going to end it with love comes in all forms shapes and sizes be willing to conform for yourself and for yourself only if people cannot accept you for who you are if people can't love you the way that you need to be loved and if you can't love somebody the way that they need to be loved be respectful enough and walk away from it and the other thing too and I I have to say this because it's my moniker stay blessed and breezy if you keep it like that there won't be any hiccups in your life I hope my (laughs) And I know, fam, you know, of of the ex, if y'all get offended, it is what it is. But I hope my next person is going to be my life partner. And I hope my life partner is ready to take everything that I had to offer. Because if you're not, do not block the next person who is because you blocking my life partner and my happiness and my other half just as what has been done that I allow to be done you ain't doing nothing but giving me the green light to come in like a wrecking ball and knock you over so then my person can be received And I hope 
for anybody that is in that same or similar or or um, mirrored situation. I hope that y'all receive that. Do not allow that person in front of you who is not worthy of you and who is not deserving of you. Do not let that person be the thing that blocks you from your happiness. Knock them over with the cannonball, the wrecking ball. Move out and let that person move out of the way so you can actually be with the blessing that you're supposed to have. Deuces, people. Till next time.